Welcome to my Soul Life podcast and the Beginner Health Sessions. I'm your host, Susan Scollin, and let's be honest, making changes to our health can seem hard, confusing, and complicated. So let's come back to basics. Each Thursday, I'll be here with simple tools you can use to transform your health. See you inside. I want to remind you that all the information shared in this podcast is my experience and the experience of my guests. It's not medical or mental health advice, diagnosis, or treatment. And I would encourage you to seek professional advice where needed. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another Beginner Health Session. Today, we're going to have some really good fun and just talk about digestion from a human design perspective. Now, I have two beautiful episodes around human design um, that you can go back and listen to, and you can learn more about that, and we can pop some links in the show notes so that you can go and get your human design. But we are talking today about one small, tiny aspect of human design and that is digestion. Now it's actually a really huge topic and it's actually quite advanced when you start to dive into it. So it's not something that you would learn straight up. Uh, So as I said, go back to those earlier episodes and I've got a future human design episode coming as well, which is going to be super exciting, another interview, so that you can dive in a little bit more deeper and from different angles and different perspectives. It's always good fun. So if you've ever done your human design chart, you may have noticed up around the head of your body graph, there are some arrows and the top left arrow indicates digestion. And it depends on which way this arrow is pointing as to what digestive type you have. So we're going to talk about the two ways, we can face left or it can face right, and we're going to talk about why it's you know something that you may want to learn about why it will really help you with your digestion um, and how you digest food and it's not just about how you digest food it's actually also about how you digest information and how you best learn so this is really cool and a really cool key um, or tip or strategy whatever you kind of come into mind whatever comes to mind for you around human design and how you can best utilize this digestive tool or indication of how you best process things and the thing about uh, that I love about human design is that it's so you like when I first got my human design report and was sort of diving in a little bit deeper I was like oh my gosh yes of course I'm a manifesting generator yes I can see how my strategy is to respond and how that creates energy but then I've got to wrap in this alignment around it So making sure that I'm not just doing things for the sake of doing things, we can all do that. Um, So it's, yeah, it's not just saying, oh, just because my strategy is to respond and yes, go back to those previous episodes because they will certainly help you um, and get your human design chart and do get a reading done with somebody or um, get a report done with somebody. Um, But just because you have, um, you can respond to somebody, something coming in doesn't mean that you have to. And that's always a really good key to know um, that you, you have free will. So you get to decide which way you go. And I guess the same is said for, you know, the digestion component of human design. You decide what works for you. And I will share with you what I've learned and how we've evolved because I just had a look at Chris's and Teddy's whilst I'm right-facing arrow, they're both left-facing arrows. So when you're in a house, you have multiple things going on from a digestion perspective. 
it's good to know what others need. And I've always known that Chris can't eat the same thing every single day, whereas I kind of can. I need to switch things up a little bit, but I can. So he was always around we have to, um, we can't have the same food every night. And I've talked about this through the podcast around the fact that say on a Sunday night, we cook a meal that's Sunday going to be for Sunday and Tuesday. And then on Mondays, we cook for Mondays and Wednesdays. And then Thursdays now is generally leftovers. <coughs> um, I can't even remember, or maybe we do something. <laughs> I'm just trying to remember what we do. It depends. This is a shorter week. So Thursday has become Friday, which is then leftovers and Saturday's pizza. So, you know, as long as for Chris, we've got that structure and we've got that variation, he's happy. And for me, not having to reinvent the wheel, that's really important for having to cook a new meal every single night would just drive me insane and just overwhelm me effectively. So let's talk about the arrows. I'm going to start with the left-facing arrow. And this means people with a left-facing arrow actively digest life. So you love consistency and structure. You naturally take in more information or take in information in a more logical and precise way. So very focused around what, you know, what's coming in and what does it mean. You may also have a good memory. So this is really interesting. So you might remember some of the key points and the key facts around that. And you like to-do lists and meal plans and routines and you love structure. Like you're sitting there going, oh, can I have like a new organizational chart for this piece of work? Can I have another to-do list for this piece of work? Like that's just how you do things. And you could eat at the same time or generally around the same time each day. You don't tend to um, flip-flop around what you're eating and fasting isn't really ideal for you as you need consistency to feel at your best. So making sure that you're getting nutrients to come in so that you are feeling at your best so you can actually start delivering and performing in life um, at your highest level. And you may follow a certain way of eating, which creates that routine for you. So you may decide to fast, um, but you have different rules around it. Like you might still have something in the morning and you might still have something at lunch and dinner. And then that may be your window of eating because, you know, there's a lot of hours outside of that that we don't have to eat. But you might choose to go um, keto or you might choose to do some other kind of I'm trying to think of all the different millions of different diets out there, but you could have another approach that really suits you and really works for you. So keep that in mind. Um, and also around eating protocols, make sure that it always aligns with you. So keep tapping into your intuition and saying, is this actually working for me or what's going on? What am I struggling with? And what would be a, a way that we could move through that challenge that we've got going on? And I had to do that this year with fasting. So that's your left facing arrow. And as I said, you're actively digesting life. You're actively taking information in. You're actively in the classroom learning um, when you're perhaps listening to this podcast or when you're in a conversation with somebody. You are getting the details of everything. And that's why you love that structure. That's why you love the to-do list. You love to do meal planning and all of that. Now, in terms of right facing, so this means that you passively digest life 
And this is me. So we love freedom and variety. Freedom is one of my key terms. If someone locks me into something, like I'm got, it's almost like I'm a cat and the hairs are standing up on my back. And I'm like, no, that's not going to be the way it goes. That's not how I do life um, in terms of any kind of structure. And when someone did try to do that to me once, I was like, well, maybe we need to rethink this relationship that we have here because that approach is not going to work for me. Um, And obviously we rethought the relationship. Oh, no, we rethought the approach, not the relationship. So good to know that we're still friends. Um, We also don't follow or like to follow strict structure. So we like to go with the flow. We absorb all the information about a situation into ourselves um, rather than those high-level details. So remember when I said with the left-facing, you're going to get the details, you're going to get the, um, the main points of what's going on. As uh, right-facing, I don't need those main points. I just need... you know, the overview. (laughs) It's hilarious. I'm laughing about this because that's what I do. I'm like, get to the point. Like, tell me what the outcome was. Tell me what, what was, what was happening in that situation. Give me, I do want the detail, but I don't want all of the detail. I just want you to get to the point. So maybe that's more of the MG coming through. Um, but for me, like I said, oh, so we absorb all the information about a situation rather than the high level details which for me means I can't watch the news or I have to be very careful about how I watch the news. So we can get, uh, we as right-facing get a feeling or a deeper meaning, like an empath. Um, we can be, we can believe it's our child, our mum, our dad, our friend. You know, um, there was a always, they would, I don't know if it was always the way it was, but whenever there were campaigns to raise funds or to sponsor a child who was starving in a third world country, it would always be on at mealtime. And I'm like, I cannot, I cannot eat and watch that. Like I'd have to put down my food until the, the promotional ad was over. And then I could go back to my food because I just attached to that person. And I go, this is, this doesn't feel good to me. So, like I said before, it's very similar to an empath um, and it's that whole you put yourself in that situation, right? So that's where we're kind of being careful about the information that comes in. Um, You'll know information that others can't see because you go deep. Us right-facings go deeper than others. And we may know something that we've brought in intuitively. So there may be a deeper meaning that kind of comes through the message that we're consuming or something that a situation that we're watching, we may get a deeper message that left facings don't get. Um, we eat what we want when we want it. And this is where our flow comes in. So it's important to just, I guess, come back to that intuitive eating. And if you haven't done it before, it's going to be an experiment. It's going to be something that you need to trial. There's going to need to be some boundaries around it so that you make sure that you get enough nutrition as well and you get the nutrition that you want, like the vitamins and minerals that you want, as opposed to, well, I just feel like that packet of chips or I just feel like the chocolate. But there's just that more flow around what do I need at this moment? And for example, this morning I, um, Chris and Teddy, I had breakfast. Chris and Teddy left for school. 
Chris to drop Teddy off to school um, and then I meditated and then I went for my walk and I came back and I swam and then so I did a 30-minute walk, I did 30 laps in the pool and then got out and I was feeling like really low energy and so I went, oh, I need to eat. Like, I, you know, I've gone through the whole not eating until lunchtime and fasting until lunchtime and that served me for a while but now I'm having breakfast and now because my physical activity is increasing, whereas before I wasn't walking, I wasn't, I've only been swimming for like two weeks. So those that physical activity is then going, hey, you're going to need some food. So really listening to my body and going, okay, I'm feeling tired. Let's get some food in. And what I noticed as well is like, after I ate that food, it kind of wasn't enough. And it's not to say that the food wasn't enough. I probably just needed to get it in earlier um, so that I was more nourished as I went. Um, so not burning, like doing that exercise from just from breakfast. I probably needed something else into breakfast, maybe some nuts and things just to help me um, move through that and then eating quicker rather than going, oh, I'm exhausted. Oh, maybe I should have eaten <laughs> that kind of conversation with me. So with myself so coming back into that flow and finding the flow that works for you is really important and you don't have to eat the same things every day right whereas the left facings they're probably going to have a little bit more structure I'm not saying that they're going to eat the same things every day but they'll have a little bit more structure around what they do whereas we have a little less structure in that space and we can keep our foods really simple so that means we don't need all the bells and whistles um, on a meal. It could just be, depending on you, it could be steak, um, veggies, and maybe some gravy, and that's enough. Like, whereas perhaps somebody else who wants, oh, a particular type of potato, and look at this broccolini that I've got, like really something that savours their mind and um, they can use that analytical space that they've got. So thinking about how this plays out for me and I think it's important to sort of drop in some of the advice that I have been or recommendations that I've had from human design people that I have um, worked with over the last few years and often the story has come up or the recommendation is that I keep my food really simple because that's what works for me. So in terms of my latest human design report, which was done by Kylie Wolfig, so digestion for me is alternating. It's simplicity but alternating. And obviously it applies how I consume information. So having five books on the go works for me, right, rather than reading one book. Um, unless I can just sit and dive into it, that I can get that done. But actually having a plethora of things to move around is really important. And the same for my work. So not just working on one thing, i.e. sitting down to podcast all day long, that would exhaust me. And I could you know, absolutely get back-to-back -back episodes done for sort of a few months' time. But what it I do what works for me is I'll podcast now and then I've got client notes to write so I'll do that and then I've got some stuff to do on my website and I've got email to put out so having those different things happening in my life is really important for me um, and really works but coming back to this advice it was like keep it simple only really have five things it was kind of the number five on my plate and when I look at my salads for example they've got like I don't know, 10 things in them. <laughs> I can have 
uh, I'm going to, you know, they could have more, they could have less, but generally it's around that 10 mark. And it's always been that way. So I've been a salad eater since I was in my 20s. Even when I was eating, doing sort of lots of fruit salads um, when I was a teen, and then I wanted different fruits as well. But the thing that I realized is, yes, I can keep it simple, but I will eat the same thing on repeat. So that's my simplicity is eating the same thing on repeat. So my bowl may have 10 things in it, my salad, but I'm eating that salad pretty much every day. And I'll tap into how I switch that up um, in a minute. But back in my kind of, I don't know, 20s and 30s when I was, you know, cooking for myself and I did a lot of cooking for myself over my, um, as I grew out of 10 years, it was important for me to do that. Um, as I, I was tied into sort of independence um, and I would finish my work on Saturday and I would go into Woolies, uh, the supermarket, and I would buy fruit and veg for that week and, or fruit in particular and then I would make up fruit salads for myself during the week and that's what I would eat. So I was doing that intuitively as a, <laughs> as a teenager um, and then when I came to moving out of home, um, I would cook, do a big cook-up on a Monday night and I would eat that dinner for the rest of the week. And the same with salads. Like I would make a salad in the morning and then I would eat that each day of the week. Now, some people on here are screaming at me going, oh, my God, how could you eat the same thing? And <laughs> it just worked for me. It took out all the decisions. It kept it simple. Um, it came back to that, really, I'm only eating five sort of things a week, right? So <laughs> breakfast was the same as well. So I would have that routine of breakfast. I knew what was for breakfast. I knew what was for my snacks. I knew what was for lunch. And I knew what was for dinner. And so it was really easy. Um, and it allowed me to do lots of other things. Um, but come Friday is when I would get a hankering for something different. Like it was like I just needed to switch out a little bit and then I could switch back into it and do exactly the same thing the following week. So when I'm reading my um, human design report here, it's talking about alternating. Yes, but I can do that simplicity first and then I can go, okay, now I need to just switch things up a, a, a bit. So Fridays would look different and then probably back then weekends weren't the best nutrition wise. So I was probably just eating, I don't know, or not eating or doing whatever I was doing um, and drinking and (laughs) enjoying life. And so I would get back in the saddle, so to speak, on Mondays and get that routine back into play. So Monday to Thursday was really sort of was same, was same, same. Um, And then Fridays were just starting to mix it up. And some of the weekend would be the same stuff. Um, just depended on what I had going on. And then I, now what that looks like is, as I said to you before, we alternate the dinners, but my breakfast is the same. I have oats every morning and I actually look forward to them. I dream of them. They're like amazing at the moment. Like I'm really enjoying them. Um, and then on Sundays, I take a break and I do pancakes. So I do the gluten free pancakes, which you can get on my website. And, um, then lunch is generally that chicken salad. So snacks wise, so that's been going on for a couple of years, easy. Um, and snacks wise, I've got, um, at the moment I've got berries and nuts that I'm having and I've brought bananas in as well. So that'll be something I do this afternoon. But you can tell it's just very much whole foods. It's keeping it simple. I know exactly what I'm going to be having 
um, and I don't have to worry about it. So I'm not planning big things or anything like that. And I'm just having a look at the detail in my um, human design report. It just says simple whole foods as close to the source as possible, which is what I do. And, you know, I'm sure I'm a passive grazer and so I can graze throughout the day, but just allowing myself to do what intuitively feels good and then let the rest sort of go and notice when I'm eating from my head versus my body, right? So our brain will tell us, oh, we haven't had chocolate in like 18 months. No, I haven't and I'm still not going to have you, but thank you for bringing you up. Like what am I actually missing? What am I looking for? And so that's where the reward food is often coming into play, like in my own mind, reward food around, oh, you've had a big day, you can have some chocolate now. Um, And that could happen with wine or chips or cheese or whatever. The other part of my report that I just want to share with you, it says, you'll likely eat one food for months, then be sick of it and swap to a new favourite. And that's my correct way of eating for me. And I can look back and I can see the evidence for this where I have done it. Um, And I've talked about the yogurt and granola um, and fruit little breakfasts that I used to have. And that started out and then I started to get bloated. And so I swapped out or I said, was it, I was bringing in the coconut yogurt actually. And so then I went, the bloating wasn't happening yet. So I was loving it and that's what I was having every day and I would even like get to the point where some afternoons that I would have this yogurt parfait effectively um, with granola and fruit. It was so good. And then, and I have great memories of it obviously, and then um, over a period of months I noticed that um, it was getting a bit sweet for me so that's when I bought in the coconut yogurt and I couldn't have coconut yogurt straight away by itself because it was too tart and I wasn't enjoying it. But if I did half-half, then I was happy. And then I noticed that it was still a bit sweet, so I tried it without the co- without the um, other organic yogurt that I was having. And so I pulled that out and then put this, um, just having coconut yogurt with the granola and the fruit and noticed that the serving size went down like by half because obviously, I don't well, maybe it was more the sugar that was happening in the other thing. I, did, I couldn't eat as much. And then I started to get bloating from the coconut yogurt. So that was time for me to make a shift and a change. And I can't remember what I went to. I can't, yeah, I can't remember what that shift was for a period of time, but off the back of that, probably not long after I started to go to fasting. And that's the thing for uh, right-facing people Fasting can be a good thing for them. It can actually work really well, um, especially that alternating. So it's not a bad thing, but again, it's that tuning in. And when I tuned in again, 18 months later, which is kind of like what happened with my yogurt parfaits, it was time to make that shift. And so allowing yourself to make that shift is really important. Um, What else did I have here? If I do, oh, I was just saying before that, you know, like I could eat and have the same dinner every night, but Chris can't do that. So we've already kind of talked about that. I can do the same thing with the brekkie, you know, and lunch and snacks. That doesn't affect anybody else in the family. Um, And Chris wants to make sure that we eat together. So therefore, we're not going to cook five, well, there's not five of us here, but three different meals. And I did meal plan for a while, but once I got my own flow with that, 
I didn't need to meal plan anymore. I just let it go and I just dropped it. And at the moment, I only meal plan dinners because I've got Chris and Teddy in the house. So I need to make sure that I've got food for them and that I can nourish them in the way that they need to be nourished in um, their digestion. So making sure that, um, well, using a meal planner for dinners has been really helpful. And then I've got lots of ideas about what, um, what we could have, you know, so going forward. So like I have a ideas board, meal planner board effectively. Um, and so if I ever kind of get stuck with ideas, I can go, oh, we'll have this or, oh, what about that? So just, I guess the point is, is around, one, know your own digestive type from a, a human design perspective. Start playing around with it. Start getting to know yourself and start seeing where those where it's already played out for you in your life and start to move forward with that. Get to know your digestive profile for your family. What do they need? And you'll intuitively already know this, but how can it work for you? And one of my episodes was leading with food. Um, so go back to that episode and have a listen to that and around taking I'm going to use the word control. I want to stop. (laughs) It's not taking control, control, but it's kind of going, what do I want? Because when we eat well, when, you know, the person that's cooking the food and that sort of stuff and prepping it and shopping for it, when we eat well, the rest of our family eats well as well. And they start to shift and change, which is exciting. So have fun with this. Human design is an absolute... uh, It's a coming home. I'm not going to say it blows your mind, but it doesn't. It's a coming home to who you truly are. And being able to play around with your nutrition or digestive profile is really fun too. So I hope this episode has been helpful for you. I um, look forward to hearing how it has helped you or what you've come to learn about yourself or what you've been able to see just by listening to this podcast. And yeah, come and share with me over at my.soul.life.podcast. That's it. Yes, it is. Or head over to my website, susanscollin.com, and find the show notes for this episode. And yeah, leave a comment because I'd love to know what your digestive profile is and how that actually plays out for you in your life, or what's the experiment that you're going to do to play around with it a little bit more. Um, I think that's it for this episode. So if you love this episode, please share it with someone you love, and I will see you in the next one. Bye.